Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. If you think that you can't do it, reach out to somebody who can teach you how to do it. If you really want it, don't let it stop you. Go for it. Best ever listeners, I want to mention Lima One Capital, and I found out about them through a guest that I was interviewing on the show, and he mentioned how he was scaling his business. He was actually buying 10 single-family homes within one year. And I asked him, how were you able to buy 10 single-family homes and how were you financing that? He's like, oh, well, I just use an asset-based lender. I was like, who is that? And he told me it's Lima One Capital. I reached out to them afterwards, got to know them, and they are the sponsor of today's episode because they've got some unique lending programs. Uh, One of them is called Rental 30, where, as I mentioned, they're an asset-based lender. So they're lending based on the property's appraised value as well as they look at the down payment that you're bringing to the table and the cash reserves. Uh, They'll lend up to 75% loan to value. And this is huge. This is huge because typically as a single family investor, uh, your lending strength is based on your personal income as well as how many properties you have, how many loans you have out. There's no restrictions on portfolio size with their Rental 30 program. Go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. Sign up, learn more about the program. That's lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. They also have a program for fix and flippers. Even if you haven't done a fix and flip, they'll still lend to you. They've been in the business uh, since 2010. So they've been around the block. They know their underwriting guidelines. They're not loosey-goosey, but they do have a very specific uh, criteria um, that helps beginning fix and flippers get their fix and flip projects done, as well as experienced fix and flippers. They reward you as an experienced fix and flipper, and you actually get a lower interest rate and lower origination fee. Again, go to lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. And some legal stuff I have to say, it is Lima One Capital LLC. And the NMLS ID number is 1324403. And their address is 201 East McBee Avenue, Suite 300, Greenville, South Carolina, 29601. Again, lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. If you're looking for a fix and flip loan or if you're looking for a buy and hold investment property and you're trying to finance it and you want it to be asset based, 
lima1capital.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, hello. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We don't get into it. We only talk about the real estate hard-hitting insights that move your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Scott McGilvery, who is one of the brothers on Property Brothers, and a fellow Canadian too, today's best ever guest. How you doing, Amina Mohammed? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for joining us and being on the show and a little bit about Amina. She is a residential and commercial mortgage agent. She's also a real estate investor. As a mortgage agent, she's done 50-plus residential mortgages, and she also does commercial mortgages as well. She is based in Toronto, and she's also uh, she does some interesting stuff too in the joint venture arena. She helps people with joint ventures need some help to make the deals happen. You can say hi to her at aminasmortgageservices.ca and you can just click that link in the show notes page to uh, go straight to her friendly looking website. It's it's just so fun. I love it when they're like cartoon looking things on websites, especially in the financial world because they're, they're always so darn serious. This just makes me smile when I look at this. With that being said, Amina, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Fantastic. Thanks very much. Uh, like I said, uh, like you said, I'm a residential and commercial mortgage agent. I'm just outside of Toronto. I work with uh, investors who, you know, might be just starting out, don't know where to start, where to even turn to, guide them along the path of, you know, whether it be rent to own, buy and hold, flipping, all the way to experienced investors who may have a substantial portfolio are looking for joint venture partners because they've either tapped out of funds themselves or can't go on title anymore. So are looking for somebody who can either go on title or bring the funds or do both to keep growing and then, you know, move from the residential into the commercial. Um, I work with clients all over Canada and I'm also starting to work with clients who are investing in the U.S. space. So I help them if they've already got an existing portfolio to refinance because most of the time, They've had to buy it with hard lending money and it's very expensive and they need a lower rate or to get into the market because I've made some great uh, relationships with lenders in, uh, in the U.S. as well. All right. Let's talk about that JV stuff. Will you tell us the story of a past joint venture deal that you've helped put together? Recently, I had a client. Uh, you know, a lot of it happens in the rent to own space, lease to own, where they, they, they built up, you know, um, like a, a portfolio, they're getting into rent to own, they've got tenant buyers who are at any stage of the process, and they want to keep on growing. And so most of the a lot of people reach out to either newbie investors to say, hey, you've got some money, and you want to get into investing, but you don't want to be the landlord. Why don't you invest with us for a return anywhere between, you know, uh, low end about 10, all the way up to 15%. They also split the, what happens is it's usually a 50-50 split. So my investor who owns the property will come to me and say, look, I've got a property, I need to, um, I finance, I don't have the money anymore, I don't, I can't, I'm tapped out on being able to apply for the mortgage. So I'll go out and look in my database and say, okay, Joe, do you want to invest in a rent-to-own or a buy-and-hold or whatever it has to be? I'll give you a return on your money. You don't have to do any work for it, but 
Uh, all the costs or even the profits are split 50-50. Most people love that because they're busy working their full-time jobs and they want to make their money work for them and they want to get into real estate investing, but they don't necessarily want to do it all in. So it's a great way to get introduced to investing and you know, a great way for the already established investor to have uh, somebody else partner up with them. Can you talk about some numbers and specifics of one deal, like a joint venture, where that happened? Uh, okay. Well, there was a recent one where I think the purchase price was around 360000 Here in Canada, you have to have at least 20% down to purchase a property. So um, my investor approached me, said, I want to purchase this property. It's 360000 I don't have the funds. So I reached out to a, another investor who said, I want to get into investing. He had the funds. We put a joint venture agreement together, which listed them both on title. And uh, the one brought the money. The other one, um, you know, basically, sorry, the other guy came both on title and brought the money. My other investor was the uh, other joint venture partner. They uh, so what that's, you know, he came with the closing costs. They joined for a, a minimum of five years because they need to make sure that the, uh, you know, the property is going to be profitable in the end for both. Away they go. And usually if it's a rent-to-own property, for instance, we try to stay under 350000 for the purchase price. That's because once you put in what the investor is going to be getting the returns and um, what the uh, tenant buyer is going to be paying, it has to be affordable for the tenant buyer, but it also has to be a win-win on the investor side. When you're saying rent to own, it's the two investors that are joint venturing are buying this property and the business model is to find somebody to rent to own that property. Is that correct? Yeah. And what we tend to do is find the tenant buyer first, because then we already know that, number one, they qualify for that purchase price. We already have a tenant buyer in place, so we're not buying a property, then having to look for the tenant buyer after, because as you know, it can take a while to look for the right tenant buyer. And so if we have them in place first, we know what they qualify for, we know what kind of property they want to purchase in the area, and we've already know that we're okay with that area based on location, population growth, and infrastructure growth or job growth, then it's a mechanism for it so, so we can move forward. Then we look for the investor partner on the other side because we have the tenant buyer in place, we've pre-qualified them, we know we're going to have success with them. We can then approach our investor and say, look, I've got the property ready to go. I've got the tenant buyer ready to go. These are the returns you'll get. They're more apt to say, absolutely, I'm interested, rather than you saying, you know what, why don't you invest with us, but we don't have all the parameters in place. So mm -hmm. we come with a successful model of knowing that they're going to get the return that we're promising them because we've put everything into place ahead of time, if that makes sense. So we do a lot of background work before we even put a deal together. Okay. I know it's a little bit of semantics, but I, I have to mention it because I, I raise money. And when you say that you promise them, you don't really don't promise, promise them that, do you? Because <laughs> right? tomorrow the tenant buyer could fail. Yeah. But, you know, as, as investors, we need to know that we can fill that property again with another tenant buyer. And if not, the, the uh, you know, the worst thing that can happen is it turns into a buy and hold rather than a rent to own. Okay. 
I just want to make sure I'm crystal clear on who brings what. I think I know I, I, based on what you said. I just want to make sure. So one side finds the deal and brings closing costs and oversees it, and the other side brings the down payment. Is that correct? Down payment and goes on title. And, and it goes on title. And they're both on title, right? worry about the property. It's the other partner who's taking care of the property, the tenant buyer. They're worrying about the day-to-day maintenance of the property. So that's their, you know, um, not their hard cost, if you will, but their portion of coming in on the on the partnership. Plus closing costs. Absolutely. Yeah. They have okay. some skin in the game. Yep. So one side is closing costs plus time and expertise, and the other side is money and as as a result of that, they go on the title, which is beneficial for, to to have that security, as security, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. All right. In this type of transaction, mm-hmm. you're the person that puts it, kind of puts the pieces in place, because mm-hmm. you're not on one side or the other, but rather you're kind of the puppet master. What is your compensation for doing it? Well, it works two ways. So, say I bring the um, investor who's got the money and goes on title. The person who asked me to find them would give me a finder's fee, something we negotiate on the side, or I do the mortgage if it's a buy and hold because it's right away. If it's a rent, you know, it, it, it depends on what the person can afford right away or what they're looking for. If they're just looking for me to place somebody in the property or give them a, a partner to invest with, they're going to give me a finder's fee. If I'm getting the mortgage, I'm not going to take the finder's fee because that's double dipping and I don't think that's fair or ethical. Mm-hmm. So it all really depends on um, you know the partnerships I have with certain people or what they're looking for. And it's it's about negotiating and being fair so you know everybody wins, right? Yeah, I love it. That makes a lot of sense. For a best ever listener who's thinking about doing uh, this type of structure, how do you know what to charge? Well, usually I'll charge 1% of the purchase price. Okay. Um, which is not out, like you know outlandish, but it covers. It's basically fair practice because if I was going to do the mortgage, it would usually be a hundred beeps anyways or hundred basis points. So the same thing. If it's something that I'm going to have to wait to do the mortgage, say if it's a rent to own deal, and I brought the tenant buyer, I may not get the mortgage right away because that investor who's on the deal has has his own mortgage agent. So I'll charge an upfront finder's fee because I brought the tenant buyer. However, if I'm going to be doing the mortgage in three to four years, like once the tenant buyer qualifies, then I take that into consideration and that may be reversed in the three to four years. That's if that tenant buyer is successful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm speaking strictly about rent to own, but if it's a buy and hold deal, it's usually either or. Either I get the 1% through the finder's fee or I do the mortgage and I get paid by the lender. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I appreciate you uh, breaking the... Fair break- because honestly, it, you know, it's about building relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody has to get their piece of the pie, if you will. And if you're going to be, I don't know, for lack of a better word, greedy in this business, you're not going to last very long. Yep, I agree. When you first got into the business, mm-hmm. did you anticipate doing this? I mean, how how did how did you be being like a matchmaker with the joint venture thing come about? Well, I guess it comes naturally because before I even got into being doing mortgages, um, I was in film and television. I was a producer, so I would negotiate deals. I'd put partnerships together. You know, I'd find the money for projects. 
we wanted to make project A, I had to find the money to make it. So it's similar to putting a real estate deal together, right? You want to buy a property, you don't have the money, you got to go find somebody with the money. So it comes very naturally because I take that same mindset or mental attitude towards it. I don't let it stop me to say, oh my, I want to buy that. How are we going to do it? You got to think outside the box in film and television. You got to do the same thing in real estate. So I use a lot of the same skill set that I did then and I do it now and I love it. And that's what makes each day interesting, whether it's doing a mortgage uh, for somebody, not even in real estate or, you know, um, molding a real estate investor, guiding them through the process of how to analyze properties or even working with an existing investor who's got a substantial portfolio and teaching them or learning from them too, right? It's all about learning and teaching from each other. Amina, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Um, Go for it. Don't let it stop you. If you think that you can't do it, reach out to somebody who can teach you how to do it. If you really want it, don't let it stop you. Go for it. And, And, you know, if you want to learn how to do specific type of real estate investing, read up on it, take courses on it. Go and talk to uh, professionals or successful investors. Emulate them. That's what I did. And, you know, it. it uh, everybody who is somewhere got there because somebody taught them. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you're looking for new multi-unit investment options in stable top-notch markets, then turn to Fourplex Investment Group at fig.us. That's F-I-G U-S. Fig specializes in new construction multi-units and managed communities perfectly suited for A-caliber investors. Go to fig.us. What's the best ever book you've read? Oh, my. Um, oh, wow. That's a good one. Uh off the top of my head oh my god it's a great book and would you believe I can't even remember <laughs> something about pitching how to pitch your... is, it, is it pitch anything pitch anything but there was another one as well um, I think I just read it a couple of weeks ago uh, oh my gosh you just put me on the on the thing didn't you um, That's all right. We can come back to it. Think of it. And... If you said Portad is one of them. Uh-huh. Four-hour yeah. work week. Those kind of books I love because you're, you know, not everything is going to resonate with you, but there's going to be something in it that catches you and pushes you forward. Best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it? Ooh. Um, <laughs> adopting my daughter. <laughs> She's come with her own personal challenges. And uh, I feel that if I can deal with that on a daily basis, I can deal with anything. Best ever deal you've done? My fourplex. It was a good deal and a good time in a good market. It was a motivated seller who had to get out because unfortunately he had uh, lost his job. So in the spirit of fairness, because I don't believe in taking uh, advantage of somebody when they're down. We made a deal where it was fair for both of us. And, uh, you know, it took a little bit of negotiating back and forth, but it was uh, as, as, as long as I could sleep at night and knew that number one, I was getting a good deal, but number two, that I wasn't robbing somebody what they already had built up. It was, you know, it was a win-win. 
best ever way you like to give back? I love uh, volunteering my time when I have a time. With my daughter, I don't have much of that anymore. So I do a lot of uh, giving back of um, either, you know, if somebody reaches out to me and they may not want to use me as a partner or as a mortgage agent, but more as a source of advice, I'm more than willing to talk to anybody and, and teach them what I know or help them along their path. And outside of real estate investing or even mortgage, um, I, I love giving back to, um, you know, anything to do with children and, and animals too. What's the best ever place the listeners can reach you? My uh, website, or they can reach me at uh, Amina at Aminas, so A-M-I-N-A at A-M-I-N-A-S dash M-S dot C-A. Holy cow. That's uh, a good... <laughs> so basically, Amina's Mortgage Services. Okay. <laughs> the contact page. <laughs> All right, Amina. Thank you so much for being thank on the show. For this opportunity. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And I appreciate you, know, you getting into not only the commercial mortgage information, but then also the creative, you know, joint venture matchmaking process and how you talked about, you know, one side, this is a typical joint venture where one side brings the money and the other side brings a little bit of money, but then brings the time and the effort and the oversight. But uh, what I found interesting is that you are identifying the need for both sides, putting them together and getting a finder's fee at which you're charging 1% of the purchase price. Uh, really, really um, kind of cool to, to hear that and appreciate you sharing your advice with the best ever listeners. I hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. If you're looking for new multi-unit investment options in stable top-notch markets, then turn to Fourplex Investment Group at fig.us. That's F-I-G.us. FIG specializes in new construction multi-units and managed communities perfectly suited for A-caliber investors. Go to FIG.us.